Haste, lady bosses, and welcome to the Chardonnay and Slay Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie King, aka the Slay Coach, your fave beauty school dropout turned biz mentor who in less than two years retired her master's educated husband and built a million dollar brand. Now I'm the cool mom of three sassholes, world traveling speaker, spiritual truth teller, and a resident potty mouth. And in this show, each week, you'll hear from myself and other rule-breaking industry experts on how to grow and scale your passion-based business. Each episode, you will learn how to stand out in a crowded space without selling out. Now, pour a glass of Chardonnay and get ready to slay with me. What is up, my lovely Slady bosses? So today, they <laughs> we are in the middle of a revolution. We are in the middle of a movement. And I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to hide or appease people or say what I'm supposed to say or shut up about the things and talk about business, right? Like it's not important right now. We are pausing our launches um, because I wanted to talk to everyone that follows me because I do have a large white following and I wanted to first, you know, like address that I thought I was woke and I'm not. <laughs> like I thought I it's I'm going to say the wrong thing. Like you're going to say the wrong thing, we're all going to say the wrong thing, but I'm not going to not say nothing. And so in the past, I had branded myself intentionally with purple hair so that I could feel like a safe space for women of color because of my background, because of I grew up in a very racially diverse community, because I grew up with lots of black and brown friends, because my first love, the the man I fell in love with when I was, you know, 17, 18, 19, he was black. And I had to address my privilege early on. Like I got to learn those lessons that I'm now realizing that so many of you that follow me did not get to learn, but you want to, and that's good. Um, I didn't know, and this is my privilege, and this is my apology for just being lazy, a lazy activist, you know, like women of color, black women listening. I've, you know, I branded Summit of Slay as diverse and inclusive because my intention with it was to be diverse and inclusive of color, of abilities because we wanted to make sure it was handicap friendly. We wanted to make sure um, we had representation from the hearing impaired culture. We wanted to make sure we had representation of all different types of businesses, Um, like not just coaches. I wanted it to be about female entrepreneurship, not about coaching. And so um, because my, my, all of my first clients before I quote unquote made it big in the coaching world, like all of them were brick and mortar based or event based or, um, my first client was black. Like, I don't know. Like I just, I grew up very diversely and I honestly, naively, like this is my privilege to be this naive, right? This is part of our privilege and unpacking all of the generational bullshit that was passed down to us. I honestly didn't know that so many white women didn't grow up the way that I did, that didn't grow up with black and brown friends, that didn't grow up playing basketball, being the only white person in the room. Like I had to address race early on, and that is my privilege. It is my privilege to have learned those lessons early on. And so I've always taken a stance, but I've been a lazy activist. And I want to say I'm sorry. Like I... 
had the privilege to be lazy as an activist because I'm white, because I don't deal with these injustices every day. So I was aware of them and I was bringing them to light. But when I, you have three kids and three businesses and you are white, it's easy to be lazy, right? And so we're not being lazy anymore. We're being active. We're addressing it head on. And we're not going to be a lazy activist. And I wanted to talk to my white friends today um, because I do have some upcoming podcasts with women of color. And I've had women of color on the show and we've talked about diversity and inclusion before, um, but I should have done more. You know, I should have had more black coaches. You know, I should have more people, but I literally, you know, I'm learning along with all of you all that I can still do better. So while what I've done is cute and it's nice, it's not enough. And I'm sorry. And if you are listening to this and thinking, oh God, if she's not doing enough, what can I do? Um, start. You just start. And you're you're gotta swallow that ego pill and you gotta deal with the lessons that you didn't learn as a kid because your parents didn't teach you. Because black parents have to teach their kids very different lessons than what we get to teach our kids. You, as a white woman, probably teach your son that the police are the heroes, that they are safe. And they are. And they, not all police are bad, right? Like, it's the system that's broken. The police are taught to be brutal. They're taught to don't ask questions and stop and frisk was a thing. You know, like, it's, they're taught these lessons by our government. It's a systemic problem from the top down. And so we're redoing, we're dismantling the things that need to be redone. And cops, we want cops to be heroes again, right? We want the cops to be the good guys. But right now, the system is teaching uh, and training um, them for things that they don't need to be trained for. And um, it's creating a lot of hostility and a lot of terror in black and brown communities. And we as white women get to raise our kids to feel like they're safe around. And black and brown moms don't, (laughs) women of color, like they don't get that same privilege. I'm going to say the wrong things. I'm going to have conversations with my kids because I'm dedicated. I'm in the long haul for this. And this is what I'm asking of you. Um, If you are following me and you are not a woman of color, if you are not a black woman, if you are if you have never experienced racial injustice before just listen because i have had to listen not had to i wanted to like i have listened and i have felt stupid and i have felt wrong for being white and i have felt wrong and bad and guilt and shame these are your white tears right you're going to have to process these white tears there's so many resources for you out there to educate yourself you don't need to use people of color, black people in your community to educate you on race. You need to do the work. You need to do your own unpacking. You need to make mistakes and be willing to receive feedback and say, I'm sorry, I'll do better. It's okay if you didn't before. Own it, apologize, move on, um, and do better. We need to do better. And um, there's a thing that I'm seeing and I, it's called performative allyship or performative activism. And 
don't make a post just to be trendy or don't make a post just so you don't get chastised on the internet. I want women, white women, because if black people make up 13% of the population, 13% is not enough to start a revolution. They need you in your in their corner. We need you. And so if you are going to be an actual ally, don't just make a black box on social media and call it activism. Um, don't just make one post one day and then go back to launching. Like integrate this into your everyday threads. So I'm ranting here. I don't have a lot of, I'm going to be pointing you to resources because I just am speaking from the heart in this moment. But I want you to buy courses and programs from black women to integrate into your programs, integrate diversity training into your teams, hire black women, hire women of color, hire, you know, people that look different than you that come from different backgrounds so that you are exposed. Make sure your kids are exposed, that they have friends that look differently than them. And so, you know, both of my kids, two of my younger kids, I don't need a cookie for this, but I didn't realize that other people didn't have exposure to white people. But two of my kids, like their best friends are black. And, you know, I have so many fucking kids. Like I just didn't know that that people didn't live in the same part of town that I did. And I didn't know it was this bad. And I'm sorry that I didn't know this. But we need more white people more white activists, real activism, not performative activism. So how can you be an actual activist? Okay. You can, I'll post some links to some charities that you can donate to. I have some locally, um, the West Louisville Food Bank that we are donating to. Also, um, I believe George Floyd's Memorial Fund is up. I wish, I, I need to find more resources on other people because George Floyd's memorial fund is up to, I think, $9 million. Fuck yes. Um, there are other ways to give back and educate yourself. And <laughs> white fragility is a thing. And you're going to go through a lot of shit. It's going to feel like you're being attacked. But receive it. And know that it's not about you. Don't make it about you. Oh, well, poor me. I've cried so much today. Okay, well, how have black people felt for the last 400 years? 600 years, however long, you know, like thousands of years that they've been treated differently. Like, oh my God, I feel like I'm living in a war zone. This is so scary right now. Okay. Imagine not knowing. Okay, Karen, you know, imagine not knowing if your kid is going to go come home safely at night because of the color of his skin. Like, yes, you're going to feel uncomfortable because there are riots going on. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. This is a revolution. This is how we bring real change. Because silently dropping to a knee like Colin Kaepernick did brought no no change. Wearing a shirt that says, I can't breathe like Kobe Bryant did, that brought nothing. We need more and we need white people on board. And so we need white people on board willing to say, I'm sorry. We need you to listen. Um, I'm, I made a mistake yesterday. I said the wrong thing and I said, I'm sorry. And I'm listening. And it's okay to say the wrong thing. Don't make it about you being a bad person or say, oh, well, I might as well not even try. No, we need you to keep trying. We need to know that you're not in it for the likes or the comments or to be a performative activist. We need to know that you are going to be a part of this revolution. So how can you help? Donate your money. Put your money where your mouth is to Black-owned businesses, Black causes, um, ACLU, NAACP are great causes that I've donated to this week. You can go protest, 
safely. I'm not saying you should go out there and, you know, burn Target to the ground, but go protest. Downtown Louisville has been beautiful. I cried, you know, like it's beautiful. Like don't do it just for social media likes and comments. Do it to be a part of something. Do it for yourself. Um, I <laughs> didn't realize, like I thought I had unpacked <laughs> a lot of shit. I thought I had addressed my privilege at a young age, but there's so much more I still need to learn, you guys. Like, and I have been doing this work for a long time and I still get it wrong and I still don't know it all. So white fragility is a thing. You're going to cry your white tears and that's okay. It's going to hurt. Growth doesn't feel good. Revolution doesn't feel good. We are now, it's our turn to bear some of this burden that black people have been bearing for a long time, that women of color have been bearing for a long time. So black people need you. This is not about you. We need you to feel uncomfortable right now and say, okay, I'm willing to feel uncomfortable. I'm willing to go put myself in situations where I feel uncomfortable. Maybe the protests don't make you feel comfortable. Okay, I get really overwhelmed in crowds. I have physical anxiety. I'm As an empath, I cannot be around a lot of people. I can be on a stage in front of a lot of people, but being around a lot of people, being around all of that energy is super, super overwhelming for me. It brought me to tears, but it's not about my tears. Like if I'm not willing to go be uncomfortable to make change, then I'm not actually an ally. So what are you willing to do? Okay, maybe you don't have a babysitter. Maybe you can't go protest. Or maybe you have some type of anxiety disorder like me and you just can't bring yourself to do it. Okay, that's white fragility and that's a privilege that you have. Understand that, but do something. Don't just post on social media and call it activism. So I'm saying this because I am fucking up as we speak. I am probably said the wrong thing on this thing and I'm willing to be corrected. I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to amplify black voices and black stories right now because I'm going to do my best to tell my stories of my own privilege and how I've experienced privilege and help white women understand that are not like totally new. I want, I want, I don't want to turn people away who don't think that racism exists. I want to show them that racism is real and I want to help them understand. I don't want to divide people. I want to bring us all together. So I want to be a voice that speaks to white and black women. That was the, and all women of color. Like that was the point of why I stopped being a blonde white girl. (laughs) Not that I I have any desire. Like I, I didn't change the color of my skin. Like I'm, but I was born with this privilege and I understand that being a blonde white woman can be triggering for women of color because they've had some, not all have had traumatizing experiences or stereotypes of blonde white women. And I didn't want to look like that anymore because I wanted everyone to feel safe around me because everyone is safe, but racism is not safe. Like it's safe to have different opinions, but it's not okay to be racist. And a lot of you guys don't know that you're racist or you're not actively addressing and being anti-racist. And that's the problem. Most of you, no one was taught like our generation, a lot of us weren't taught to, we were taught that, you know, I see, don't, I don't see color, <laughs> you know, like we were taught those things, right? So since we weren't taught those things, we now have to learn. <laughs> we 
should have done this before, but we didn't. So it's time to do the work now. It's time to be an actual ally, not a performative one, not one who's doing it for likes or comments, but including women of color on your panels at your events, um, including them in your team, in your courses, in your programs, however you're integrating integrating diversity, however, whatever your business model is, right? Like if you're a solopreneur, then, you know, obviously you don't have any employees, but like, who are you hiring? Who are you surrounding yourself with? What conversations are you having with your kids about race? Do your kids understand that there are racial inequalities in the world? So some books that I'm going to point you to um, are, I'm going to put this list and this is Googleable, guys. Like it's easy. It's not complicated. Um, so one is called Uprooting Racism. Um, one is called <laughs> the one I'm reading is White Fragility. <laughs> I just downloaded it. Well, I I download it on Audible. I don't do a lot of heavy like book reading. I listen. Um, how to be an anti-racist, that's a good one. Um, so you want to talk about race, that's one, and the guide for white women who teach black boys. This is on this list. Um, White Like Me, that's another one, Tim Wise. So there's there's Google. Google this shit. You don't need my list that I found on Google. Like you can Google this shit yourself. So I'm committed to once a week doing something to learn, like reading courses, programs. Um, I've bought two in the last week and I encourage you to do the same, not just make a post on social media and saying that you're learning, but actually go do the work um, because it's important. And if our kids are going to grow up in a world like, oh, I keep going back to, and I want you to go back to this. Who do you love? Like, do you have kids? Do you have family? Can you just close your eyes for a minute and imagine them not coming home because they got pulled over or not coming home because they got profiled as someone else? Like, I want you to close your eyes and actually empathize, like feel into what would it be like if you feared for your husband's life every day, if you feared for your son's life, what would that feel like to you? Tell your own stories of privilege. Say you didn't know and that's okay, but it's not okay to stay silent. And I'm committing, the what, what we're committing to is You know, we already have a pretty diverse team, but our events will be more diverse. We had Latin American women. We had uh, had Latina women. We had Asian women. We had black women on the stage at Summit of Slay, but I will do better next year. Like I can always do better, right? Like if you want people to feel safe around you, stop hanging out with people that only look like you or stop associating with people that only look like you. So I have made sure that my clients are educated And, um, the ones that aren't probably won't be my clients anymore and that's okay. Um, but anyone that's in my space will be getting diversity training. So if you're going to be a co-coach in my programs, you'll be receiving diversity training. I'll make sure they're reading the books. So you can donate money. You can go physically protest. You can do the courses, read the books, do the internal work, have the hard conversations, but this isn't a one day thing. This isn't just a Tuesday movement. This is, um, revolution and we need everyone on board. And that means you might have to have some conversations with your grandma who doesn't agree with you, or you might get blocked by your aunt or 
you might lose some followers, but who fucking cares? Like that's nothing compared to what women of color, what black women and brown men like deal with on a regular basis. Color, I know you can say I don't see color, but color inequities exist still today. You don't see them because you don't experience them. So be willing to fuck up, be willing to get corrected and listen and make this a part of your everyday life, part of this movement. Keep it going because we need you and it's important. And I love you all. Um, Stay tuned for some more episodes coming out on this topic. Yes, we will still be launching courses and programs, but right now I've always been a super intuitive content creator and this is what I'm passionate about. So this is what I'm talking about. And yes, I will get back to business whenever the fuck I feel like it. But right now this is important to me. And thank you guys for listening. I love you. Share this, tag someone, tag a white friend that you know needs to hear this because you guys, I'm just like you. I'm making mistakes. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing, but I am willing to be a part of it. I'm here for it. Swallow my ego. I'm listening and I hope you do the same. So I love you and I will slay you again later. Thank you.